0: It's the Locked On Podcast Network,
1: your team every day.
2: Which Auburn wide receiver will be the best on the roster for the 2022 college football season? Well, Zach, I, I actually just finished crushing
1: some chicken parm, and I am I'm, I'm freaking ready to rock and roll.
2: You are Locked On Auburn, your daily podcast on the Auburn Tigers. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Yes, welcome on into Locked On Auburn, your daily Auburn Tigers podcast. I'm your host, Zach Blackerby, and thank you so much for making Locked On Auburn your first listen every single day. Coming up on today's show, a conversation with new Auburn wide receiver, Coy Moore. But first things first, happy Ferg Friday to all those who celebrate Justin Ferguson with the Auburn Observer joining us yeah you know i started saying that last few weeks and people now in the lockdown number discord are like i celebrate i celebrate every free, uh, every single friday so uh, i i thought it'd be fitting jay ferg with with coy moore coming up yep. later in the show just to talk about this wide receiver position and as we get closer and closer to the season i mean it's been a talking point all summer and i don't know if there's really been any more clarity or not but a ton of dudes that I think can, I, I can really talk myself into saying, okay, they're primed to have a, a big year compared to what they've done previously in their careers at Auburn. Like I could talk myself into Shedrick Jackson, taking a step forward. Mm-hmm. I could talk myself into Malcolm Johnson jr. Emerging onto the scene. I really can actually kind of talk myself into Jay fair as well. Then of course, of course, uh, Coy Moore, um, the, the transfer, where, where are you sitting? As far as when you look at the individual, not the room itself, but just
1: some of the individual pieces on this roster. Yeah, I'm glad you asked this because today in in our mailbag, I had a question about Xavion Capers specifically. And it was interesting. Uh, uh, Capers is a guy that, like Landon King, they bring something in that they're tall. And there's not a whole lot of tall dudes on on this roster. Capers last season did not have as much production, did not have as many snaps as we thought he would. But if you look at it, he was still – sixth in snaps at wide receiver last year just didn't get a ton of targets he missed spring practices last year i think you got to keep that in mind sure uh, and then also uh we heard from TJ finley after the spring game and he's like yeah man he's done a complete 180 in terms of like doing what he needs to do you know g- going to workouts you know going to film room like you know taking it a lot more seriously and And I think that's something that can kind of push him forward. So, like, Zabby Capers is my guy in fall camp that I'm keeping an eye on and say, okay, can he make that step up? Because, like I said, he was six on the team. or Yeah, he was six on the team in um, in wide receiver snaps, but no more Demetrius Robertson, no more Kobe Hudson. There's going to be an opportunity for him. Actually, I'm sorry, he's fifth. So, he's behind Jackson and then the two uh, Johnsons, Javarius and Malcolm Johnson, Jr. So, there's an opportunity for him to kind of step up. And of the transfers that you guys got in, in Coymore and uh, Daz Worsham, you know, neither of those guys are necessarily dudes that you would say, okay, they'll definitely jump over somebody who's already been there, right? It's going to be a competition. It's going to be a battle. So I think the opportunity is there for a guy like Capers. He's a guy I'm really, really interested in. Um, I think Javarius Johnson last season uh, was Auburn's best deep ball guy, even though he's one of the smallest dudes on the team. Very efficient in that aspect. You look at the history of um, Eric Keysall good slot receivers uh, in the past. They've used those a lot. I think he could be a guy who steps up there. And then if if I'm putting one guy on there that I'm just like, it, it, breakout kind of potential to me has got to be Tavares Dawson Jr. This is a dude that we've heard about so much since he arrived last fall in terms of how well he practices. And it, for him, it's just going to be about becoming an all-around receiver, right? and not just an awesome athlete, which is what, what he was in high school, making the transition. Can he be an all-around receiver? He's really explosive. I think he's smooth. He's got pretty good hands. He's the guy to me that I think, you know, he could help take this room to the next level because you're going to need some of these guys we haven't seen before to make that step up. And I I like Dawson a lot. So I think it's interesting. If you just look at the
2: spring game, if you just look at A-Day and you have no context about anything else. Right. Parvarsh Dawson, to me, Looks like he's the number one receiver in this offense. If you just watch and you have nothing else going on. But they went to him early. They went to him yep. often. Um, they seemed comfortable throwing to him. TJ did so. Um, I-, I think that's an interesting observation there. And then going back to the first guy you mentioned, um, I mean, it- he was a starter. He was a starter under Gus Malzahn. And yeah, it's towards just, the end, yeah, for sure. Yeah, it- it's just crazy to see two things. It's crazy to see his production drop, but also like props to him. Props to capers for not transferring in right. this world where like, if you get some playing time taken away from you, mm-hmm. um, you leave. That's the culture of college sports right now. And he chose to stay. And I think this coaching staff will reward him for that.
1: I a hundred percent agree with that. And yeah, I mean, you, you lose Elijah Canyon. Who is that kind of bigger guy, big play kind of threat. You obviously lose Kobe Hudson and, and D Rob and, and, D-Rob and uh, Kaylen Newton, like th- there's opportunities there, and, and I think last season with him missing time in the spring, kind of put him behind the eight ball a little bit. This is going to be an opportunity for him to catch up. Um And then just you know, I guess it, mentioned another guy, like we haven't talked a ton here about Malcolm Johnson Jr., but dude was on the field a ton last season, yeah. and I think the key for him, I talked about it on our podcast on Thursday that it with Painter is like, I don't want to say this, and it sound Uh, very negative to this player because this player I'm about to refer to was really, really good. But I think you want to make sure that if you get a guy like Malcolm Johnson Jr., he doesn't become Anthony Schwartz 2.0, which you only do a couple things with him. And I don't think this offense is kind of built for that. You know, it's a completely different type of of skill set. But, like, Johnson's got pure just burner speed. But I think under a guy like Ike Hilliard in this offense, he can become more um remember he was a really good recruit coming out of high school he was a four-star he enrolled early he was he, yeah. he reclassified um so you know he's he's younger than his class uh, sh- uh you know uh should should designate and he's already made an impact at auburn so he's one of those guys that look like step up there you know it, it's kind of like the quarterback room to me which is funny because the, you know you pair them off together uh because that's what is going to kind of make or break this team this season sure but like your quarterbacks and your wide receivers, there are options. Those options have experience. None of them have been household names. None of them have been guys that you feel like have set the world on fire. But if they can click, it can change everything. And there's there's no doubt there's talent in there. There's no doubt that Zach Calzada has had his moments and TJ, Mo- TJ Finley has had his moments. And Robbie Ashford was a great recruit coming out of high school. I feel the same way about a lot of these guys, a wide receiver. It's going to be a matter of who, who steps up and shows out. And they're going to have to do it quickly uh, because th- this is what's going to make or break this football team this year.
2: You mentioned Kisau having a lot of success with, with slot guys. Yeah. I, I kind of want to see Malcolm Johnson Jr. in that role because, I mean, he's got experience coaching guys like Deshaun Jackson, mm-hmm. another guy with burner speed, big playability, and there's some similarities there. I mean, Malcolm Johnson Jr. has to do a ton to be able to catch up with you know a name like Deshaun Jackson, but you got to think that there'll be some similarities from a scheme standpoint and a yeah. game plan standpoint between those two guys.
1: Yeah, you, you saw what they did last season with that flanker role with yeah. with Demetrius Robertson. I think you you got to have somebody else to do that. You know, uh, one of the things that hurt Javarius Johnson last year is that Kobe Hudson became the guy in the slot. Well, he's not there anymore. Um, you know, Kobe's Kobe's moved on. So your primary slot guy looks now to be a guy like Javarius Johnson. And yeah, Malcolm Johnson you're a little bit bigger. You can move him around a little bit, and you know, and and those bigger body guys um you know, camden brown also makes sense there as he as he comes in there's just a good mix of just you know i think auburn would like a little more they would love to have like a seth williams or a duke williams type on this team and sure. like you know maybe Xavion capers or alana king can step up and be one of those kind of possession guys for you in time um but there's a lot of versatility there's a lot of just kind of being able to move some dudes around and and this is what this offense is all about i mean you, you watch Tank Bigsby line up in the slot a lot last season. You watch running backs move around. You watch tight ends play literally everywhere on the field. Um, I think the wide receivers are going to fall, fall right in line with that.
2: Yeah, yeah. Justin, uh, thank you for joining us just for a few minutes. An abbreviated for yeah. Friday before we jump into our conversation with Coy Moore. I'm going to ask this question. I'm going to answer the first part of it because I thought it was exceptional. Uh, what all do you have going on at the Auburn Observer? And, and the highlight of the week, in my opinion, your piece on Donovan Kaufman was excellent that is that is why folks sign up for the auburn observer to get that kind of perspective
1: yeah check out the donovan kaufman story uh at the observer Uh, i think he is quietly like one of those guys that is going to be like a very very valuable piece of this defense next year that's just not getting talked about and I i lay out all the reasons why in the story also did a fun one this week the teams that auburn has never played in football and in basketball and who they should get um, you can check that out. We did Painter and I did a podcast on Thursday. It's our third annual draft where we go head to head and pick a starting lineup on offense and defense. Okay. Check that out. Mailbag out on Friday. Next week we'll get ready for SEC Media Days and we'll jump right in with fall camp. So good time to sign up. Auburn
2: Yeah. Nothing screams mid-July like those topics, right?
1: <laughs> yeah. That's the thing. It's like I I next week is media days. So yep. I used the last bullets in my off-season gun this week, and so yep. we're, we're, we're ready to roll next week.
2: Oh yeah, it's finally here. It's finally here. Hey, we will hear from Coy Moore in just a moment. He talks about why he chose Auburn, what the sales pitch was for him, and how he'll be using this offense. All that next. But first, I want to tell you about our friends at Bet Online. Bet Online remains your number one source for all of your betting needs and in sports info. Look, if you believe in these Auburn Tigers, you need to head over to Bet Online right now and just put it all on the line. They've got some odds that will be heavily, heavily in your favor if they are able to pull it off, and we'll uh, we'll see if they're able to do that. But check it all out, betonline.net, where the game starts.
0: It's Kubota Orange Day. Shop the year's best selection of Kubota tractors, zero-turn mowers, and utility vehicles, including the number one-selling compact tractor in the USA, and now through June 30. Get 0% APR for 84 months, or up to $3,300 off select compact tractors. See the details at kabotaorangedays.com. Your family, your land, and your livestock deserve equipment they can count on. So find your local dealer today. That's kabotaorangedays.com.
2: And joining us now here on Locked on Auburn, Auburn wide receiver, Coy Moore. Coy, how's, uh, how's Auburn been treating you so far this offseason? Um, I love it. I love it here. I mean, it's a,
0: it's a brotherhood, and they took me in quick. You know how sometimes when you don't catch a bond with your teammates, it takes a little minute when you first get in there. But it's, since day one, since day one, it's been a brotherhood. And felt like I was, you know, I felt welcome on the team, from the coaches, from the players, from the training room, staff, and all that. So that's a that's good thing.
2: I, I imagine the timing of when you came in is a little tough, right? Because everybody just kind of got done with spring and they probably, you know, feel a little bit closer and, and, and things like that. Is the timing of when you came in, um, kind of set you back at all or, or are you putting in the work now to make up for it? What's that dynamic like Coy? Um, how,
0: how that spring was, I was, I was putting in work regardless. You know me, I mean? I, yeah. I, work hard. I, I was, I was getting at least two workouts a day. So Basically, what they was doing, I was probably doing more. You know what I mean? So, I was prepared. And, you know, my brother, through that spring, he just said, make sure make the right decision. So, that's why I fell to the summer to make sure, you know, because spring, things can change from the offense standpoint, quarterbacks, all that, from like, you know, you never know who transferred and things like that. So, basically, I just took my time on the decision.
2: Gotcha. Gotcha. Yeah. And, and and I think the fit is totally there. We've talked about your fit in this offense a ton on the show. I, I think you're going to absolutely explode on the scene this season. What was the what was the sales pitch when Auburn reached out to you? You're sitting there in the transfer portal, this mythical place that we all talk about, the transfer portal. Uh was it Brian Harson that called you? Was it Coach Hilliard that reached out? Um, what was your kind of your first point of contact with Auburn? Um, my my actually my first point
0: of contact with Auburn. It was um, Coach Trayvon Reed and Coach Hilliard just Got on FaceTime. And then ever since then, um, they was with me through the whole process. And Coach um, Hilliard is probably the realest to come. And, you know, Coach Harson is realest to come as well. You know, he's a great dude, great, great head coach. And, you know, like Coach Hilliard, he comes from the NFL. So right. that's big. And things he told me and, and that's coming from the head um a nfl coach it like it just i ain't like i felt like man, it was no choice to come here like i know for sure he can develop me and be as good how he was good like like i can be the same way
2: yeah i mean when auburn hired him i think everybody was like holy cow what a great hire i mean this guy has done it he's played at the highest level He's coached at the highest level. Why wouldn't you want this guy on your coaching staff? And I can't wait to see what he does with, with you guys and you know what he could do with Shedrick Jackson in his last year, Malcolm Johnson Jr. I mean, a, a ton of these guys that um that have a ton of upside. And, and it seems like Coach Hilliard uh, w- will be able to um, to unlock that. How much are you able to interact with him right now? I know it's kind of a weird period where players and coaches can only do so much together, but how much interaction is there?
0: Uh I I actually I actually make sure I call him. Um, talk to him at least like three times a week, okay. you know, we just checking on each other and things like that. Talk about a little ball, talk about, you know, uh, outside of ball. So, you know, just, just having that relationship with him. Like it, it's the same way how it was in a portal. You know, sometimes some coaches, when they just get you there, you know, things kind of change, but now it's, it's been the same since I've been to portal. Well, like our conversations and
2: things like that. Sure. So, how do you expect to fit into this offense, Coy? Uh, I mean, do you think you'll be moved around the field a ton? Uh, do you think you'll be at the slot more? Are you gonna be more of an outside guy? H- how do you anticipate them using you in this offense this year?
0: I mean, how's been looking? Um, it's looked like I've been like in the I've been in the boundary and the slot, like okay. so around to both. So that's the good thing, versatility,
2: right? Right, and that's kind of been a thing that Brian harson has been preaching since he's been here, get guys that can do um, do multiple things. Who are some guys that you're working out with on this team right now um, that you're kind of building bonds with, that you're, you're training together, holding each other accountable? What are some of those relationships that are forming?
0: Um, Actually, uh, I work out with all three quarterbacks. We all get together with um, the receivers, and sometimes me and TJ – and got our own private little one-on-one, uh, and Zach the little one-on-one, so they can help me with, like with the playbook and keep me up fast. I mean, I I kind of know it already, um, and I only been here for a month. So, you know, we just been working behind the scenes, watching film together. So they just they just trying to get me prepared. So by the time fall camp come, there's no no fallbacks. It's straight moving forward. That's it.
2: Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it sounds like your approach to the mental side of football, just the, you know, the stuff between the ears, the playbook and understanding scheme and all that seems like you're super interested in in that side of the game.
0: Yeah, I I think it's just like a new challenge too, because uh, I knew LSU playbook already. So it's like from step one, it's just starting over and learning again. And I kind of love it. I get to learn again
2: and I get to challenge myself how different is it looking at LSU's playbook knowing that back uh backwards and forwards then moving to to another SEC school uh I assume they're similar concepts maybe they have different names for things but how difficult was that
0: uh I think the difficult part at LSU was get the signals down because it was more like a no huddle but here it's more like I can learn the plays fast I just gotta know the formation because it's NFL based type of offense so it got the single back. You got, you know, situations when the tight end on the ball, I'm off the ball. The pins was my split. So all them formations is a lot of formations. So it's really just I just need to get the formations down um here and that's probably the two difference to the school.
2: And so working with Zach and TJ, it's allowed you to kind of get a better grasp on that. I would assume. Yeah,
0: uh, I mean, all we do is like I tell them challenge me. I'll be like call a play out. Call for mm-hmm. and I run around route like that. Instead of, um, like, don't tell me until I mess up. Like, that's how, that's how I want to get better. I, I got to mess up first. Yeah. You know, I don't want nobody telling me the whole time.
2: Well, we always talk about, you know, whether it's analysts or media or fans, we always talk about the importance between a quarterback and a wide receiver, obviously the timing aspect of it all. But what all goes into that, Coy? Like, what are you trying to work on right now as far as, building that connection, and, and we don't know who's going to win the job, who's going to win the quarterback battle. So it sounds like you're working out with all of them, which makes sense. But what is that – when you're trying to form a relationship, whether it's with Zach or whether it's with TJ or whether it's with Robbie, what what does that look like? What are you trying to get out of it? Um, I mean, uh, like,
0: first of all, like, of course we got to be buddies on the field, but I feel like chemistry and the connection builds off the field by hanging out with each other. You know, not I'm in, like, football things. Like, we can just be playing the game together. I feel like that's where it start from. You know what I mean? Like, building that relationship off the field. Because on the field, that's automatic. Yeah. And it's going to make the the connection even better. Because cause there's going to be times in the game when I be like, Zach, Robbie, TJ, hey, trust me right here. I want the ball on this on the post route. You know what I mean? And, and, that's, and that's when that trust comes from. From off the field when when we just it just go get to that time when Zach will be like, Look, get ready for this back shows of fate. Like, you know, things like that. So uh, I feel like that's the biggest thing.
2: Sure. What game, what games are y'all playing together off the field?
0: Oh, uh, we we Madden. Like we be having little tournaments and stuff. Um What team do you use when you play Madden? Uh sometimes we do like three randoms. Uh uh, Zach get mad when I win. Uh, um, Robbie get mad if I win. And, uh want to get the best team, so I just pick, I just get the Cardinals or something like that. I just love Kyler, Murray, so
2: yeah, just run around with Kyler back there. Yeah, yeah,
0: yeah, that's what I love right there.
2: Yeah, no, Kyler and Lamar, they're the they're the most fun to use in Madden for sure because they can run around. But um, that's awesome. Who? How competitive are you? I mean, are you competitive in like every aspect of, of everything that you do? You kind of give off that vibe to me.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I, I don't, I don't, I hate losing to everything and that's how it is. Like in routes, like I hold myself accountable and I hold the quarterbacks accountable. Like say like they threw on the throne or something like that. Nah, we got to repeat that. We need it perfect, like, you know, we need it perfect, like we go keep, we go keep running routes until everything's perfect. Like that's how I am.
2: Like we continue our conversation with Coy Moore in just a moment, right here on Locked On Auburn. Do you do you think people, you know, obviously millions of people watch football every week. I mean, do you think they realize the average fan realizes how detailed and how much work goes into each and every route? No, I don't I don't,
0: I don't really think so. I don't I don't really think um nobody knows because yeah. Uh we probably work that post route a thousand times and you probably only catch it five times in a season. So you know people don't understand how much work and detail that some of us do just to get that one moment
2: yeah now quote, you've mentioned the post route a few times <laughs> in this uh in this uh interview do you think uh do you think Auburn fans can expect some post routes from you this year something down the field cuz a lot of your stuff at LSU right was a little bit more short to intermediate like move the chain type plays do, do you think uh do you think they'll set you off on a, on a few posts uh this season yeah, for sure. Um,
0: the thing is, it's like I'm a hidden gem. Like, uh, if if you was at LSU, you was gonna see what I was capable of. Mm-hmm. You know, I ain't get to um, be able to showcase it on the field because um, certain reasons. But uh, I'm people just gonna be real, like surprised. Like, I mean, you just look at my little cut up. That's just a little something, something. You know what I mean? But like, I'm I'm ready. Like. Uh, I, I'm a Mr. Do It All. In, in my opinion, like I can do everything. Yeah. Like you, some people think I just can run that short route. That's all they had me doing. But I, I love going deep. Like I love it.
2: Yeah, that's that's how you win football games, right? Is yeah, a few I, of those I, uh, explosive plays that that's the difference. Yo. Yeah. So, pro football focus. They they really rate you high in regards to catch percentage and like catching traffic and they really respect um, when the ball is going your way, there's a very high chance that you're going to haul it in. Is that something that you work on? How much of that is natural? How much of that is the ball placement of the quarterback? Um, what all goes into that?
0: Uh, To be honest, I think it's just been like that since I was 12 and for my brother. And I just, like, I kind of just grew up fast making contested catches because when I was 12, I was basically playing with my brother friends when I was 18, 19. So it wasn't a lot getting open sometimes when I'm 12 years old. So I just grew up by, like, getting contested catches and, like, you know, going over people's heads on go balls and stuff. That's how I learned. Yeah. And ever since then, like, the confidence just been through the roof. And I tell myself, you know, I'm a route runner, but – I'm, I tell the quarterbacks and stuff I'm open twenty four seven because as long as you put it in the area and they touch my hands, I'm not dropping it. And it's rare when I drop it. Like it's, that's rare.
2: Do you have that drop in your career that like you still think about from time to time?
0: Yeah, man. Um, it it was my the last game of my freshman year. I just made a hell of a catch on the over route and it. Max threw it behind me on the overall, and, you know, my body turned that way, and I, like, snagged it from the back. Caught it. Then the next play, he came right back at me, slant route. Easiest catch that I can make.
2: Oh, man. Dropped. Who was that I'm against? Like,
0: oh uh, Miss. Oh Miss. Ole Miss. Uh, got I got you. a big off of overall, threw behind me, made a nice little catch from behind, and then I dropped the, e- the easiest one that I can, you know, just just getting – Just think, you know, I usually catch a lot of hard catches, so sometimes catches like that, just be like, all right, just easy. Let me get up the field.
2: Right, right. Coy, there's a lot of excitement about this Auburn defense. I don't know how much you're doing one-on-one stuff against opposing DBs or anything like that. I don't know how much of that you're allowed to do at this point of the year, but um, just working out with with some of those guys on defense, what are you expecting out of them?
0: Uh, I think our defense is going to be – Top three best in the nation for sure. Um yeah. by having one back that's that's big. Um we just fast, man. All all around, all DBs can play. We got four cornerbacks for sure that I know that can play. And I think all four of those guys go play. Um the the front seven just crazy. Like right. that D crazy. And uh we gonna be real, really good on defense, really good. Yeah. Can't
2: Coy, I love corners, and, and Auburn has four of them, like you said. I love corners that aren't afraid to just pop receivers at the line of scrimmage. Because um, a lot of guys, you, I think you're more physical than most wide receivers are, but it seems like a lot of receivers don't like that. They don't like to be pushed at the line.
0: Oh, yeah, yeah. Um, It'd it be times, it's, it's feet work, and it'd be times when I'm bringing the contact towards them. Yep. And that's just like how I am. I don't. Like I wanna be all around. I don't wanna just be that dude that people just say, oh, he just danced and stuff like that. Nah, I'm gonna I'm gonna bring the contact to you sometimes. Just because film purposes too. So, you know, it's it's not easy to cover a dude that's aggressive and and got sweet feet at the same time. That's not easy to cover. So, you know, that's why I try to I try to be a, a mean guy and a finesse guy at the same
2: time. Who's been the toughest defensive back you've gone up against in college? Do you do you have a guy uh, in mind?
0: Um, uh, my opinion, it probably gotta be like the the old LSU practices, like with Eli Ricks, uh are yeah. extinct uh something like that. But uh beside um Cordell Flott was um me and him battle a lot as well. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean those three those three guys probably the only Got like the, the top three guys that you know we battled but that's that's that practice too you know so we knew what he knew what my weakness was he knew i knew what his weaknesses sure. was. battles the whole time right
2: right coy thank you so much for your time man uh, i know you're extremely busy so thank you so much and uh i'd love to do this again soon brother all right
0: me too appreciate you
2: Thank you so much, Coy Moore. Thank you so much, Justin Ferguson, for joining us once again. AuburnObserver.com. It's worth every single penny, folks. When we hit you on Monday, we will be in Atlanta for SEC media days. You don't want to miss that. Follow us on Twitter. Follow me on Twitter at C Blackerby. You can read all of our written work at AuburnDaily.com. We'll see you on Monday, right here on Locked on Auburn.